Section one of Poems sixteen eighty six by Anne Killigrew. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Poems sixteen eighty six by Anne Killigrew. Section one Alexandreus. I sing the man that never equal knew, whose mighty arms all Asia did subdue, whose conquests through the spacious worlds do ring, that city-raiser, king-destroying king, who o'er the warlike Macedons did reign, and worthily the name of great did gain. This is the prince, if fame you will believe, to ancient story any credit give, who, when the globe of earth he had subdued, with tears the easy victory pursued, because that no more worlds there were to win, no further seen to act his glories in. Ah, that some pitying muse would now inspire my frozen style, with a poetic fire, and raptures worthy of his matchless fame, whose deeds I sing, whose never-fading name, long as the world shall fresh and deathless last, no less to future ages than the past. Great my presumption is, I must confess, but if I thrive, my glory's near the less, nor will it from his conquests derogate, a female pen his acts did celebrate. If thou, O muse, wilt thy assistance give, such as made Nasso and great Maro live, with him whom Melus fertile banks did bear, live though their bodies dust and ashes are, whose laurels were not fresher than their fame, is now and will forever be the same. If thee like favour thou wilt grant to me, O queen of verse, I'll not ungrateful be. My choicest hours to thee I'll dedicate. Tis thou shalt rule, tis thou shalt be my fate. But if coy goddess thou shalt this deny, And from my humble suit disdaining fly, I'll stoop and beg no more, since I know this. Writing of him, I cannot write amiss. His lofty deeds will raise each feeble line, And godlike acts will make my verse divine. T'was at the time the golden sun doth rise, And with his beams enlights the azure skies, When, lo, a troop in silver arms drew near, The glorious sun did near so bright appear. Dire scarlet plumes adorned their haughty crests, And crescent shields did shade their shining breasts. Down from their shoulders hung a panther's hide, A bow and quiver rattled by their side. Their hands a knotty, well-tried spear did bear. Jocund they seemed, and quite devoid of fear. These warlike virgins were that do reside, 
Near Thermodon's smooth banks and verdant side. The plains of Themiscari their birth do boast. Thalestris now did head the beauteous host. She emulating that illustrious dame, Who to the aid of Troy and Priam came, And her who the Rutulian prince did aid, Though dearly both for their assistance paid. But fear she scorned, nor thee like fate did dread. Her host she often to the field had led, As oft in triumph had returned again, Glory she only sought for all her pain. This martial queen had heard how loudly fame Echoed our conqueror's redoubted name. Her soul his conduct and his courage fired, To see the hero she so much admired. And to Hyrcania for this cause she went, Where Alexander, wholly then intent, on triumphs and such military sport, at truce with war held both his camp and court. And while before the town she did attend, her messenger's return she saw ascend, a cloud of dust that covered all the sky, and still at every pause there stroke her eye. The interrupted beams of burnished gold as dust the splendor hid or did unfold. Loud neighings of the steeds and trumpets sound, filled all the air and echoed from the ground. The gallant Greeks with a brisk march drew near, and their great chief did at their head appear. And now come up to the Amazonian band, they made a halt, and a respectful stand, and both the troops, with like amazement struck, did each on other with deep silence look. The heroic queen, whose high pretense to war, cancelled the bashful laws and nicer bar, of modesty which did her sex restrain, first boldly did advance before her train. And thus she spake, all but a god in name, and that a debt time owes unto thy fame. End of section one.